Welcome back to Let's Unpack It, everyone. I apologize for the super long break, had a super busy holiday period, and then also just some personal stuff going on as well, and now I'm just finding time to get back to this. Welcome, everyone, to the second month of 2018. Hopefully, it's going better than 2017 so far, and if not, you got like 11 more months, 10 and a half more months to make it better. So... I redid kind of this podcast, kind of reshifted the focus and kind of spelled out a little bit better what I'm wanting to do. The plan with the podcast this year is to provide a very thoughtful insight on things that I see happening in specifically the white American Christian church right now, and also to challenge people to think critically about their own faith uh, and use that as an ability to grow spiritually and grow closer to God and to think more critically about their faith in a very positive and healthy way. So, my name's Josh Doller. Let's get on with it. You are a Pharisee, and so am I. So let's unpack what I mean by this saying. Quickly, I want to give some history on the Pharisees so everyone kind of knows where they are. We have a good baseline going into this. They are a prominent figure in the Jesus story, um, but they're more important than just kind of the anti-Jesus people in the Gospels. So the Pharisees were a group of religious leaders. Them, along with the Sadducees, uh, were devout Jewish followers. They were the two groups who made up the great Sanhedrin. Uh, They were the group of people who would interpret civil and religious laws. That was the goal of the great Sanhedrin. They were very different groups of people, though. Two very split camps, you could say. The Sadducees uh, were normally from the high society. They were the elites, the priests, the aristocrats. Um, their main focus as a group was to make sure priests followed priestly obligations. And that was kind of it. They focused mostly on, mostly on the elites, the priests, the religious leaders. They were also very friendly to the idea of Hellenization for Israel, the idea of taking in Greek culture and Greek ideas and mixing it together with uh, Israel life and Jewish culture. So the Pharisees on the other side were more of the common people, the blue-collar Jewish group, you could call them. They were considered the spiritual forefathers to modern-day Judaism. A lot of modern-day Judaism and Christianity would not look anything like it does if it wasn't for the Pharisees. Uh, They were most focused on the application of priestly law, you know, the laws of Moses, uh, the Torah, making sure that that is followed applying that to the common people, so to everyone, God's law being a part of everyone's life. They were very much against Hellenization at the time as well. They wanted nothing to do with Greek and Roman life intersecting with Jewish culture and life. So we have these two different groups of spiritual leaders, you know, the elites and the people who are only focused on the priests and then the common people who are focused on everyone with two kind of different ideals that they have. Both of them were the leaders in Israel at the time. The Sadducees were mentioned only 14 times in the Gospels when talking about Jesus because these were the two leaders of Jewish faith at the time of Jesus being alive. The Pharisees are mentioned 84 times. So the Sadducees mentioned 14 times. The Pharisees mentioned 84 times. What counts for the major difference? Why is there... 70 more mentions of who the Pharisees were than the Sadducees at this time. From the research that I did, it was kind of a combination of three things. So we're going to kind of 
talk about the three, and then I'm going to focus mainly in on two ideas about who the Pharisees were. So, number one, the Sadducees really don't have a whole lot of history about themselves written down. All of the texts that they did have, if they wrote any down, were lost after the temple fell in 70 AD, and that faction of Judaism kind of disappeared once the temple fell, leaving us only with historical texts written about them by other groups. So a lot of what we know about the Sadducees come from the writings of the Pharisees and from other rulers at the time, you know, um, Roman writings about the country of Israel, um, Palestine at the time. So the second thing was the Sadducees were mostly focused on what the priests were doing. Sadducees didn't worry themselves with what the common folk were doing at the time. Their main focus was, what are the priests doing? Are they following the letter of the law? It doesn't really matter about everyone else, which will become important later. And number three, the Pharisees were the more liberal of the two groups, and yet they were the group that still clashed with Jesus more because of his radical ideas. So I want to spend a majority of this time focusing on kind of number two and three about why I think the Pharisees are an important part of the Jesus story and something that we should be able to learn from today. So before I go into the Pharisees, I want to talk about the Sadducees really quick. These are the people who didn't care for anything outside of what the elite did. They had preferences, of course, but they never really enforced anything outside of the highest of the high of society, the top five, 1%. Those were the people that they were caring about. They didn't really care what anyone else did when it came to religious law, following Torah, you know, the, the laws of Moses, as it was called. This group of people, the Sadducees, also didn't take any oral history as word from God. Meaning that if it wasn't written in the Torah, you know, the books of Moses, it wasn't from God. Meaning that all of the oral history, that was a, the backbone to a lot of stories that the people from Israel had passed down from generation to generation, was not seen as a part of the law if it wasn't written down in the Torah. So a lot of cultural ideas and a lot of cultural norms that most common uh Israelites, a lot of modern-day Judaism is actually based on the Sadducees didn't believe in any of that if it wasn't written down on paper at the time. So the Sadducees were the group that would have been called the ex what extreme conservatives, fundamentalists, if you will, in today's language. That's how we would best understand the Sadducees. They were the very fundam fundamentalist, if it's written in... The Torah, that's the only thing that matters. Everything else, all other oral history, all other cultural history, doesn't matter. None of that matters. Word for word written down in the Torah is the only thing that matters. This is one of the contributing factors on why we don't really know a whole lot about them. You know, from what I could find to them, anything outside of the Torah was not worth their time. Uh, including their own history and tradition, so they didn't really take the time to write down what they were doing at the time, what was important, all of the things that they were doing. It was also the more exclusive group at the time, since it was just the elites, and it was also at the same time more welcoming to the Greek and Roman cultural influence. They were kind of theologically conservative, socially liberal, you could say. 
where very hard and fast and strict rules when it came to spiritual law, but very socially accepting to different ideas and ideas that were not the commonplace norm at the time and very um, anti what the common folk um, in Israel at the time wanted. Um, so that's kind of who the Sadducees were. And that brings me over to now the Pharisees. This is the group of people that I would say portrayed as villains. If you just kind of read the Gospels uh, in the life of Jesus, going against him at every single turn, you know, along with the Sadducees as well. But it's mostly the Pharisees who every single time Jesus is somewhere public doing something, they're the people who are most against him, trying to trip him up, trying to trap him in his own words, and ultimately are the main group of people who come and decide to kill him at the end. So who were the Pharisees and why were they such against Jesus? Why this vitriolic hate towards Jesus? I mean, they were the liberals of Israeli law. You know, they were the theologically liberal group, you could say, out of the two main sects of religious leaders at the time. They were the people who accepted oral Torah and also, all of the oral Torah that they had that they just knew um, based off of people passing down stories and stories for generations and generations was written down as the Mishnah around the year 200 AD. And the Mishnah is a very important book to Jewish culture on how to live a proper Jewish life. It adds more to the holistic idea of what the law was and, and included a lot of the important parts of the law that were outside of what was written down um, on the original written Torah, the stuff that only the Sadducees would see as actually from God. And most importantly, oral Torah is where the idea of immortality of the soul comes from. It's not something that is written down. It is an idea of living forever, um, coming to heaven um, having the ability for resurrection comes from oral Torah. So a very important aspect of Jewish and Christian life comes from this group of people. They're the people who held on to that as the most important. They were also the people who understood and believed in a messianic figure to come and resurrect them and to save them from their sins. This Messiah savior figure came from the Pharisees and not the Sadducees. That's honestly where the main opposition for the Pharisees towards Jesus comes from. That's why the Pharisees would butt heads with Jesus on a regular basis. He challenged their understanding of the law and claimed it to be an exclusive view. Something the Pharisees would do to the Sadducees from what we can find of calling, the Pharisees would call the Sadducees exclusive and out of touch and not understanding what God truly means. Jesus made the very popular group, the liberal group, feel like the conservative group, the out-of-touch group, group at the time. And that's why the Pharisees were so against Jesus. They were doing to the Sadducees what Jesus was doing to them, making the Pharisees feel like attacked consistently. So how did Jesus do this? He did it by showing them the contradictory idea that they had of themselves and what they actually believed. The Pharisees were so 
focused on what the correct answer was and the correct way to follow law and law and law and law and all of these laws that they had built up around the Torah to f correctly follow the Torah was what they were so focused on and their own specific view of what proper law-following, law-abiding Judaism looked like. Jesus was so against them because they allowed what they thought to be correct to get in the way of what God was asking of them to do. He was a radical at the time and pushed social issues on them more than any other religious leader at the time. Jesus was the one going to the sick, touching the sick, healing the poor, living with sinners, breaking bread with sinners, spending time with the people and fighting for the people that the religious leaders, the Pharisees at the time, would not do because they were unclean or they didn't follow Torah correctly or they were doing one thing against the law that therefore meant God wanted them to be punished. Jesus spent most of his time calling the religious leaders, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, sinners and heretics and people who didn't understand the law. The Pharisees were the people who had Jesus killed. So why do I bring up the fact that the Pharisees were the more liberal group of the two? Because it's difficult for people to see themselves as the Pharisees who Jesus talked down to and called sinners. It's difficult for people to see themselves as Pharisees who got Jesus killed. The group of the Pharisees, if we were to interpret it to modern day times, are the people who felt safe in how they interpreted scripture and how they enforced scripture. They were a group of religious leaders who were more focused on the survival of what they thought was correct and the status quo that kept them in power than how things would benefit everyone and focusing on how to bring up the lowest of people. Jesus forced the religiously comfortable to deal with the fact that they had lost the plot of what God was asking of them. They were no longer focused on what God intended, but they were following their own ideals and own ideas about what the laws should have been and how to properly follow Torah. Translated in today's term, these leaders were more focused on what they thought correct theology was and what theology makes them feel comfortable than what Jesus and God is actually asking people to do. The Pharisees at the time were more focused on making themselves feel comfortable and everything they did left out so many people. Jesus was disrupting the people who thought they were doing enough as followers of the law and showed them what it actually looks like to help and improve people's lives and to follow God while doing so. He, Jesus healed people. He ate with the sick and poor specifically because that's what the religious leaders at the time were not doing. They're the people the religious leaders forgot about. The Pharisees are modern-day American white evangelical churches. Those of us who go and participate in a predominantly white male-led evangelical church culture are part of modern-day Pharisees. We are modern-day Pharisees. If Jesus were to come today for the first time 
and do the things that he was doing in America, the modern-day American white evangelical church would do exactly what the Pharisees did. Debate him. Try to make him look like a fool. Ask him all these things about laws and prophets and things of the Father. And ultimately, plot to destroy his life. Maybe even kill him. Because he was so radical and pushing such a different worldview, but a better worldview, a more godly worldview than what the church would be comfortable with today. How often have churches cast aside people who bring up any radical or progressive ideas when it comes to changing the world on how to look at things and how to treat people? How often have they casted those people aside and labeled them as heretics and ungodly and not Christ-following? People who are seen as harmful and progressive for saying the same types of things that Jesus said, for doing the same types of things, the same acts, the same works, as what Jesus did. Jesus questioned religious authorities for saying that there's a lack of focus of people on the fringes for a basic misunderstanding of what God called those people to do. I also bring up the fact that the Pharisees were the more liberal group of people, because they were the group that was supposed to be for the common people. They were the people who had these liberal ideas and ideas for the common folk, and they forgot about it. And Jesus will always challenge people who are most comfortable with power within the church, no matter what that religious establishment looks like. There's a lot of liberal progressive thinking in the church when it comes to theology and theological ideas, but yet that action isn't there because of these laws that they have built up among themselves and theological ideas that if someone doesn't fit into this specific box, therefore they must be tossed out and labeled as wrong and different and evil. So many churches have their single point of view and everything outside of that is not allowed to even be discussed or thought or challenged. The people most comfortable with power will always look at people speaking about the ideas that Jesus had as harmful and dangerous. We as Christians, specifically the evangelical white church, need to do a better job about seeing Jesus in today's world. To see the people who are saying the same types of things Jesus did. Not the Jesus that religious leaders today love to point out, especially in the white evangelical church, the Jesus who is white, who's angry at everyone, who would vote Republican, who wants you to own a bunch of guns, who is super pro-America and anti-the homeless. That's not who that Jesus is. Jesus isn't any of those things. Jesus was a nobody born to peasants from the north of Galilee in a small town called Nazareth that no one cared about and saw as a wasteland. To a lot of people, that'd probably be like Detroit, 
Jesus would probably be a inner city black person from a place like Detroit or Chicago, the inner city Chicago, or Skid Row in LA. These places that people see nothing positive coming from, especially in the white evangelical church, which just breaks my heart. That we allow labels like this to be assigned to certain places that we live, certain neighborhoods of your cities, and certain people that you have never even met before. Instead of looking for that Jesus and that idea of Christianity, look for the Jesus of the Bible. The one who told religious elites that they were the sinners and they didn't understand who God was. Look for the Jesus who would do everything he could that healed the sick and the poor and fed 5,000 people. Look for the Jesus who forgave those who the church wouldn't forgive or even give the time of day. Look for the Jesus who said that if you do this for the least of these, you did it for him. Look for the Jesus who would consistently annoy and frustrate the religious leaders. For the one who called for everyone to be more loving and caring and care about those around them. The Jesus of the Bible. The Jesus who is God. The Jesus who is for the weak and the poor. Look for that Jesus. That's it for this week. Let me know what you guys kind of thought about this. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash let's unpack it like the page stay up to date on everything that's happening going to be more active there um, kind of giving more updates and thoughts and ideas from there i'd love to have you guys go follow that stay updated to everything you can find me on twitter at twitter.com slash josh doler that is j-o-s-h-d-o-l-a-r no underscore no anything fancy like that um, you can find us on SoundCloud. You can find us on Stitcher. You can find us on iTunes. Go any of those places. Please give it a download. Give it a follow. If you like it, please rate it. Give it a review. Let other people know about it if you think this is good things and that other people would benefit from this as well. I will see you all in two weeks. Love and peace to you all.